Welcome to the Faith Assembly Podcast. We're so glad that you joined us today. It is our desire at Faith to help you connect, grow, and go in your walk with God. We hope you're encouraged by this message from Pastor Steve. On the issue, the topic of the dreams, when we, when we think about dreams and desires, uh, we realize that seldom do those things ever just fall in our lap. Um, we, we know as well how difficult it can be to realize dreams and visions and, and just, just hang on and persevere and pray through until those things come to fruition in our lives. And we know as well that not only will there be great difficulty in realizing those dreams, some of that difficulty is associated with opposition to our realizing those dreams as the adversary comes against us. Obstacles stand before us, attack come against us to try to get us to forfeit our dreams as a matter of fact I may be speaking to someone today who falls in this category when I say that a lot of people will often settle that the key to happiness is low expectation because if I don't expect anything then I won't be disappointed when I find nothing therefore I just won't believe for anything because it's believe it's easier to not believe for anything than it is to believe and be disappointed so therefore I've settled on the life mantra that it's just the key to happiness is low expectation we don't want to be disappointed so we just adjust our expectations and often our expectations of ourselves and our lives and our situations are so bound by the misinformation and the wicked ambition of the devil that there are many in the world who can hardly get out of their beds in the morning and a lot of people who just simply can't and I want to counter that today and remind you that the word of the Lord for your life and mine is that we are fearfully and wonderfully made and that God has a plan for us that it's a good plan to prosper us and give us a future and a hope. So I I hope today that I can inspire you to raise the bar of expectation in your life again to the place where you say, listen, I don't care if earth hinders and hell rages. I know that all of heaven is commanded to work for my good, and I'm believing God for greater things. So... As much as I believe that God has a plan and purpose for your life, I know the devil does as well. And his plan is that if he cannot simply ruin you, that he's going to scheme, plan, and plot as much as possible to minimize your belief and your expectancy of what God wants to do in your life. Somebody said, well, I'm just happy as long as I'm getting by. Well, I want to remind you that in the parable of the, of the servants, of the stewards, that it was the servant who broke even that was displeasing in the eyes of his master. Church, we're not here to break even. We're not here to just simply abide and exist, but we're here to thrive. We're here to live in the fullness and the abundance of life that the Lord has afforded us. And our lives are to be punctuated by characteristics that evidence that the King of kings and Lord of lords has a residence in our hearts. Listen, the adversary wants you and I to reside in mediocrity. 
And mediocrity, if I could give you my definition of mediocrity, mediocrity is to exchange the promise of God for the lies of the devil. Because Jesus said, you will have life and you will have it more abundantly. So if I'm, if I'm promised abundant life through Christ Jesus, then to settle for mediocrity is to exchange the promise of God for the lies of the adversary. And, and I'm going to be on, as honest with you as I know how to be this morning. Sometimes I look at the promises of the Bible and then the experiences of my life and I realize, hey, I'm not living that life. I'm not walking in that blessing. And as I search my heart, the Holy Spirit always reveals to me that the reason I'm not walking in the promises of God for my life is because I have settled for less. I've settled for less. Do you know why the devil fights so hard against you? Earth hinders and hell rages over and around our lives because the devil knows our potential. He knows our potential and he is aware of what God can do through a life that is yielded fully and wholly to him. And, and you are a threat to the kingdom of darkness as long as you live pliable and yielded before God Almighty and you allow him to have his way in your life and you pursue the good things for which he's called you. And, and what the devil knows about you and I is this, that, it, that first of all, he's not going to get us to turn back now because we've come too far. We've come too far to turn back. He'll never get you to give up because the prize is too great. Heaven is yours to gain. You're not turning back now. That he knows that you are sure of where you've came from and you don't ever want to go back to that bondage and darkness again. He knows that you're sure of that and, and you're, you know, he knows that you're sure of where you're going when you leave this world and no other alternative is going to do. But what he's also sure of is this, is that even if he can't get us to forfeit, even if he can't get us to turn our backs on those things, he, what he can do is coerce you and I to live in a place where we will shrink back from trusting God to work abundantly in our lives in the present time where we will maybe not forfeit our salvation, we don't forfeit our, our entry and our promise into heaven, but we will forfeit the promises of God for right now. That promise that says, eye has not seen nor ear heard, neither has it entered into the hearts of man, the things that God has in store for those that love him. The, the promise of God from Ephesians 3, 20 and 21 that says, Now unto him who is able to do exceeding abundantly above everything that we can ask or think. That's the God that we serve, not sometime off in the distant future, not sometime even in the imminent future, but sometime right now in this hour. That is the God that we serve. That he is able to do exceeding abundantly above everything that we ask or think. And if, if, if at all possible, 
The adversary will slip into your heart and into your mind and weave thoughts of deception in there to convince you otherwise that your lot in life is to simply get by until the time that you die and then have some off in the wild blue yonder expectations of God but forfeit the abundant life that he's intended for you to have right now. Right now. And, and as God speaks to our hearts, he sows seeds of a great dream and in our hearts and the devil comes right along behind him and he sows seeds of doubt and fear and anxiety and insecurity. One minute you'll feel like everything's going to be okay and the next you think you're going to lose your mind. One minute you have faith to believe in God to overcome your adversity and the next minute you feel like you'll never realize a victory in your situation and deceitfully he works to make us settle for less than what God has in store for us but I want to tell you something today filling every human shape and size package in this room there is a God-sized dream and if we're going to walk in the fullness of God for our lives we're going to have to get outside of ourselves and what we're able to do many times we're hindered in the pursuit of what God wants to do in our lives because we're so much more infatuated with our own weaknesses than we are with his strengths. I need to say that again. Many times we miss out on what God is trying to do in us and through us right now in the present because we're so much more infatuated with our own frailties than we are with his might. Why? Because we, our perspective is such that we put God behind our own inabilities and we view him there and he is shaded out by our inadequacies. But my word says that where I am weak, he is strong. That, that when I've finally reached the end of myself, that is the beginning point of where I've started to tap into the strength of the Almighty. And, and, you know, if, if we're going to walk in victory, we're going to have to begin to live from resources outside of ourselves. We can't continually draw from insufficient sources and expect to walk in an overflow. We're, we're going to have to see ourselves as God sees us. Listen, God formed us in our mother's wombs and he looked at us and he said, I love them. I have good things in store for them. The enemy is going to seek to destroy them, but I will be with them and I will satisfy their mouths with good things. We're going to have to view our obstacles through the eyes of faith. We're going to have to recognize that the great God revealed in the Bible is the same today as he was the day that he parted the Red Sea and the Jordan River and the walls of Jericho fell and his people walked into their promise and lived in the abundance of the land. The problem is that we so often have a perspective of life that obscures our view of God's power because we're so infatuated with our own insecurities and inadequacies. Now, contained in us as I said are God-sized dreams veiled in human packaging and it's hard oftentimes for those around us to see it and it's especially hard sometimes even for us to see it in ourselves 
and, and maybe your parents couldn't see it, and maybe your friends don't see it. You never dreamed that you would even be what God's calling you to be or do what he's calling you to do. But every once in a while, God gives you a glimpse of a dream and that dream begins to come to life in your heart. And some of you may be wrestling with a calling right now. You know in your heart that God wants you to do things that are outside your realm of capability. And he wants you to live and abide in new places of peace and joy and hope when everything else in your life is testifying against it right now and our problem is that sometimes once God shows us what he wants us to do and how he wants us to live we begin to feel like we've shown up at the job site needing a jackhammer but all we've really got is a screwdriver just so ill-equipped so very insufficient and we don't know how we'll ever pull it off. And to be honest with you, just to be perfectly honest with you, if we're left to our own resources, we won't. We won't. You say, well, pastor, I've, I've had goals, I've had dreams, I've had visions, and I've felt the Lord leading in my life, but the truth of the matter is I don't feel like I can do it. Well, great, that's a wonderful place to start because the truth of the matter is that you cannot in and of yourself, you can't. You can't walk in the fullness of God's calling for your life. You can't walk in the abundance and the overflow of what he's provided for you by yourself. But I want to tell you something today, church. I want to tell you what I'm believing for. I, I'm believing God for great things in my own life. And I'm believing God for great things that will stretch me beyond my own capabilities. And I'm asking him to help me to have a greater reliance upon him. And I'm believing God for things right now that are not only too big for me as an individual, but I'm believing for things that are too big for our church. Because my word says that with God, all things are possible. Amen. Do you believe that? If you believe that, why don't you give the Lord praise in this place today? Just, just stop and say, thank you, Lord, that my impossible situation fits comfortably in your capability. Now, I want to I share with you a story in closing of a man who had a dream. He had a dream of something great that something that would seem highly, highly impossible, a dream that in order for him to fulfill, it was going to upset many of his adversaries and they were going to come against him. I mean, just the scope of the work was just daunting. And then factor in that he needed the support of all these people and he, he needed the clear path that was untainted by the, the adversarial pursuits that would come against him. And this man's name is Zerubbabel. You've perhaps read about him or understood him. If you, if you don't, you need to go back into the Old Testament and, and look that man up and begin to read his story. But he's one of the Hebrew people living in captivity in Babylon. And he's a cupbearer to the king, which is a very somewhat prestigious position that he has there. But one day somebody comes to Zerubbabel and they share with him some news that's very disheartening to him. It's, it's saddening. And it's a story, I, I believe, that in, in, in our own context, 
many of us can identify. Because they come to him and, and they bring this news to him about his home country, his home city actually of Jerusalem. And they begin to share with him the state of the city. And they said, Zerubbabel, the, the, the city walls have been torn down. The gates have been burned with fire. The temple is destroyed. There's, there's not much left of the place that we know as home. There's just, it's been sacked, it's been burned, it's been pillaged. It's just, it's real bad. It's real bad. And this struck the heart of Zerubbabel, but then he did something that's very different than what a lot of us do. Because a lot of times when you and I are contemplating even difficult situations, I believe, now I may be wrong, and, and you can, you, if, if you don't want this, don't have it, okay? But I believe oftentimes our initial response to that is somebody needs to do something. Somebody needs to do something. In, in other words, like, my situation needs to change. My God, you need to fix this. Um, people over there need to do this. And, and this person over there needs to do that. But we never look in the mirror as the rubber bell did and said, you know what, I know that something needs to be done here and I believe that I am God's called and God's anointed in this season to do something about what I see and what I've heard. In other words, he said, listen, something needs to change here and it's going to start with me. And, and how it's going to start with me is I'm going to fast and I'm going to pray and I'm going to believe God for a miracle in my life. And, and I'm telling you today, church, more than you need more followers on social media, more than you need uh, some dynamic in your workplace to change, more than you need some circumstance to turn around for you, more than any of that, what you need is to get at an altar before Almighty God and say, Lord, here I am. I realize that some things need to change, and I bring myself yielded as a sacrifice before you, and I ask you, God, to stir or change whatever inside me needs to change so that I can have a better view of your promises for my life. God has given this man a dream to see a city restored. And I want to ask you today, how many of you has God given a vision of seeing things restored in your own life, your own family, your own home, your own city, your own nation? We can go as broad with this as we want to go, or we can make it as personal as we need to to make it a fitting context for us this morning to understand this word. What's your dream? For what are you believing God? If you're not trusting God for anything, then, then you are wasting this most precious resource today that's available for you. Listen, we don't, we don't have time to share all the specifics, but suffice it to say that Zerubbabel here is facing a huge task, and it's one that is well beyond the scope of one individual to accomplish. As a matter of fact, the odds are stacked against this happening even if the entire nation chips in. 
There's just, there's just too much opposition to it. But a friend of Zerubbabel has a, has a vision from the Lord, and that friend's name is Zechariah, whose namesake is on the book that you're reading today that you have your spot there in chapter 4. And I, I want to read you this vision that, that came to Zerubbabel's friend here so that you, you understand what the resource here that was available to him and the resource that's available to you. Now the angel of the Lord who talked with me came back and wakened me as a man who was wakened out of his sleep. And he said to me, what do you see? So I said, I'm looking and there is a lampstand of solid gold with a bowl on top of it. And on the stand, seven lamps with seven pipes to the seven lamps. And two olive trees are by it one on the right of the bowl and the other at its left. So I answered and spoke to the angel who talked with me saying, what are these, my Lord? And then the angel who talked with me answered me and said to me, do you not know what these are? And I said, no, my Lord. So he answered and said to me, this is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel. And it's not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. Moving down to verse 9, the angel continues here and says, The hands of Zerubbabel have laid the foundation of this temple, and his hands shall finish it and then you will know that the Lord of hosts has sent me to you listen I, I, I just want to speak to you this morning I, I don't know what you're dealing with in life I don't know what challenges what struggles are coming against you I know that they are I don't know what things are warring in your mind, what things you're, you're wrestling with, but I'm speaking to you today as the, as the Apostle Paul spoke to the church at Philippi, being confident of this very thing, that he who began a good work in you will complete it until the day of Christ Jesus. The, the, the same God that called you out of darkness in, into his marvelous light still has done that for the purpose that we would show forth the glory of him who has called us out of darkness and into his marvelous light. And, and the way that you and I show forth the glory of God is by yielding ourselves to the spirit of God and the presence of God and allowing God to work powerfully in us in ways that we can't produce ourselves. And the words here says that, that here's Zerubbabel, he's got this impossible task, this daunting assignment. 
And the word of the Lord comes and says, you tell him that it's not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. I'm telling you today, church, that the gifts and the call of God are without repentance. He's not sorry for what he created in you. He didn't make a mistake in calling you, but he has a good plan for your life. And you need to hold on in faith, but you need to learn how to live on resources out outside of yourself that it is not by my might it's not with my intellect it's not by my power my strength my resources but it's by his spirit it's by his spirit so I want to ask you today what's your dream what's your dilemma I believe today in this sanctuary that we're in a room that is full of dreams and visions. Dreams that maybe you have discounted yourself from accomplishing. Dreams that almost seem discouraging because you just can't ever see it happening. I want to tell you today that it's not by might nor by power, but it's by the Spirit of the Lord. And your hands have laid the foundation and you will complete it. And it will be shown forth through your life that God Almighty has favored you and blessed you and empowered you to be able to accomplish his call in your life. I also believe this sanctuary could possibly be filled with distressing situations. Mountains that almost seem impossible to cross over. Obstacles too grand to ever believe they would move. But I want to encourage you today to stretch out the hand of faith to the power of the Almighty and see what God can do with you. Learn to live from a resource outside of yourself, a resource that is not bound by your power and authority, that's not limited to what you can accomplish by yourself. It's not even limited by the obstacles that you face or whether or not people support you. It is undergird by the anointing and unction of the Holy Ghost and you can do things that you never dreamed. You can realize dreams and visions that you've never seen before because God is with you and if God is for you who can be against you mountains of adversity will become level ground before you and the hand of the Lord will complete it through you you're gonna see a victory amen we hope you enjoyed this inspirational message today if you would like more information about faith assembly please visit us on the web at faith-assembly.org Thanks again for joining us and we hope you have a blessed day.